Welcome to the Garden Life Marriage Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Jacqueline. And today we'll be discussing unmet expectations. Yes, and unspoken expectations as well, because that's also... It's a difference. <laughs> it's a difference. You're right. You're right. I mean, because if we talk about the spoken expectations I had, I mean, I had a list of things that I wanted. We'll talk about it. Um, How I, I met everything on that list. Okay. Well, sir. <laughs> I have several seats. <laughs> you, you came close. You came close to meeting everything on the list. But the main things that I had on my personal list uh, that I wanted in in a spouse and in a partner, you did meet. And so for me, it was a no-brainer to be like, oh, well, yeah, of course we will get married. Like, this is it's always going to be like this. Of course it is. Just want to make sure I had teeth. Oh, my goodness. That's right. I had to smile at her. What? Did you have a list, sir? No, not that type of list. I just knew what I didn't want. It's kind of like when I go shopping and they ask you, hey, can I help you, sir? And I say, I know it when I see it. So not a list per se, but just uh, more. It was more an experience. I would know from being around the person, which ended up becoming Jocelyn, that, okay, this is a good fit. This is a good fit. So, yeah, you had a list of of 50 things. Once we got past that, um, (laughs) got into dating. Yeah. I mean that was dating was, was cool. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. No no red flags. Um <coughs> I know we discussed this I think a couple a couple podcast episodes before that, you know, the fam really wasn't on board, but it was already a done deal for us at that yeah. point. So mm-hmm. for me, my expectations were to go into the marriage and just have that nothing change and for a while i will say or just feel like we were still dating yeah yeah and so when we were going into marriage and this is the only two times that people offer up unsolicited advice is when you're getting married and when you're pregnant mm. i don't know why it's, it's never good advice okay it's always terrible so when we were getting married everyone was always saying marriage is so hard make sure you you know you really want to do this which is true to a certain extent, but what they don't tell you is that, yes, marriage is hard, but it can also be fun and it can also be enjoyable mm-hmm. and that the the work comes into making sure that, you know, you as an individual, your needs are being taken care of and being met before you even get married so that my expectation is not for him to, you know, keep me going. Um, so with all of that coming in, even though we had coming into my, my thought process, even though we had a good relationship our first year of marriage, I just kept waiting for something to happen because yeah, that was that what I was heard. Yeah, like because everyone was saying, like, just that first year is going to be that first year is going to be the roughest, and that wasn't the case at all. No, and for me, I thought it would be a continuation of the dating. Like we had a lot of fun dating. Yeah, like, even back then, I think we're best friends now. I don't know when we became best friends. It was probably early on. So she's probably my best friend through most of the dating process. So I thought, okay, cool. I'm going to hang out with my best friend every day, and now that we're married... Best friend with benefits? Yeah, best friends with benefits. <laughs> we can have sex every day. That's what I thought. Didn't happen. What? Did not happen. So, <laughs> every day was really your expectation. And unfortunately, because I'm a planner and a preparer, 
I decided, okay, let me go ahead and get on birth control like a month or two before I married so I could be ready to go. And so I tried so many different ones and every one of them just like killed my libido. So it was... You talk about blocking. <laughs> we didn't need kids for that. Mm-mm. Those pills will do it. So, so your expectation of wanting to be intimate daily and then my expectation of well, I want to but it's just not I ain't I ain't feeling it right now um I think for the first year even though we didn't have that you know argumentative stage of we can't you can't stand each other I think that for us was our biggest like yeah first year of marriage drama drama frustration yeah I mean because I mean and, and I'm sure some of you know with those type of Birth control, it got to a point where, uh, I don't know, there were weeks you might not even realize, like, no, I guess we haven't had sex this week. Because okay, it, calm it, down. It, 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 was, killed. it was never weeks. This is, it was never weeks, dear. Is that just how I remember it? It's just how you remember it. Am I getting it? the it slow pad, the slow rub? <laughs> hey. <laughs> it felt like weeks for you, but it, it was yeah. never weeks. Yeah, I guess it felt that way, but, yeah, those things take a toll on you, so... <laughs> So once we got off of it, once once I got off of the birth control, then things got back to, you know, being normal and um You know what that led to. Le- <laughs> the libido came back, but now that I was no longer on birth control, then of course we had, you know, our baby. So yeah. surprise. Yeah. And so my expectation then switched at that point because now I'm getting ready to you know give birth to our son. So my expectation is now I'm preparing to stay at home. And unfortunately I never communicated this. It's a conversation we never had. Yeah. I um, mean I didn't even think about having it before I was pregnant. And it's a conversation that I didn't necessarily know we needed to have because it wasn't one that was stressed to me. You know, just growing up, okay, you get married, hey, these are things you watch out for, maybe have this amount of money set aside, be able to take care of these things. It, it was a lot of it. I felt like, okay, I'm learning it as I go, yep. which, you know, is the case for most people. But now, I mean, we got married, we both had jobs. Yeah. So I'm thinking at a certain point, we'll figure out how to get our son in daycare so we can both continue on working because I'm thinking about it from a financial standpoint. Okay, two of us with incomes, better than one. And I think for me, the reason why we didn't have that conversation up front is because when you met me, I think I was heavily involved in my career. Mm-hmm. And so I was very career focused and that was what I wanted to do. So it didn't even occur to me that that could be something that I desired until I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And even... After um, I had my son and then my daughter and then we moved down here, I still was wanting to be at home because I wanted to be with, you know, my kids while they were younger. So the the expectation for me changed um, when we got married. But then even in the midst of our marriage, it changed again because when the kids were younger and at this point, we were having my, my niece and my nephews over, and I was doing really well uh, at my career. You were, you were like, your expectation was you're doing well. 
you should try to get promoted. You Girl, should try to go. You should try to, you know, get as far as you can. Keep going. And my expectation was there was some hesitation because you were like, I, I, I really want to pump the brakes on this. I yeah. want to slow down on this because I was focusing more on my expectation was to be focused on the kids first while they're while they're young, while they're here, while they want to be around us, um, and then do the career thing later. And I remember that was a big like struggle for us because you could not understand you you like you have all these opportunities. Take advantage of them. Yeah, and I'm like, if if they're true opportunities, then then they'll they'll be here later. And yeah, and I know there was a time where we almost wished the roles were reversed yes. in that order, where yeah. it was like I had all the career opportunities and you had the ability to be at the at house home. more. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So as far as that's concerned, it was definitely that time period of. I don't even want to say resentment, but I know there was there was a frustration yeah. when you felt like I was pushing. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if you guys know me, but my personality is I don't I don't want to be pushed into doing anything. Like I have to feel like I have a choice in the matter, and if I feel like I don't have a choice, it doesn't go well. It does not go well. Mm-mm. So, but I can usually get her to do it if I bring her cinnabon. You know what. <laughs> Is that how you manage my expectations? Mm-hmm. Just bring a little Cinnabon out there. What? Then <laughs> she go ahead and get to it. <laughs> that is not how we manage the expectations, people. That is not how oh, we. Goodness. That is not how we do it. So, I mean, realistically though, like, like, how did we? How did you manage that? Because I know that was an expectation that you had. As far as, I mean, in the first year, we're not getting your your sexual needs being met, and then me not. Pursuing the goal of, you know, climbing the ladder as fast and then you being a stay-at-home dad for longer than you wanted to. Like, how did you manage those expectations? Um, well, first it was making sure I was communicating clear with you how I felt about the things and what I was seeing. Um, I understood the, the birth control piece. And so I wanted to make sure that my frustration didn't, I'll say, hurt you. Or damage you because I'm, I got attitude, or I'm saying something that's sharp in the moment because of the way I'm feeling. Yeah. Realizing you're not being malicious. It's not like this. You're trying to not do something. You actually, this got both of us off guard. We're yeah. trying to prepare for this life together, and we're not necessarily ready to have children yet. And so I, I, I went into it from that mindset of. This is nothing that was done intentional. Mm-hmm. Let me help her get through this. Let me help her be supported. And so that's that's what I thought about that. But then it's also not only the communication part, but just realizing what you can control, what you can't control. Yeah. Because even after that, when, when I did get pregnant, my, my expectation was to stay at home. I didn't stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and financially, it just didn't make sense for me to stay at home. Um, and so... I I can say I understand the 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 feeling of resentment. Like, why is this not something that I can accomplish, and why am I being pushed into this? You know, this decision that I really don't want to don't want to do, but it's best for for my family. And so, even though the communication can be there, I think um, what's also important is finding a common ground. 
when both the expectations cannot be met mm-hmm. and when it's difficult for there to be understanding because you couldn't understand like why would you want to stay home and you know do all these things when you have so many so much opportunity and I couldn't understand why the push was to to go after all the opportunity so for us it was not only the communication because I think we communicated very well what we wanted but just not meeting it and understanding, okay, we need to come up with um, some common ground. Some common ground. Absolutely. Because, yeah. I, okay, I knew just just quitting the job to come home wasn't an option at that point. Yeah. So if you're going to be there, how can we make the best of the situation? If it's something as simple as scheduling three-day weekends or less around the house, whatever we could come up with to make it easier, realizing the stresses and the pressures that come along with working outside the house and then coming home and having two kids too. Yeah. So just talking through that, trying to work through that. And And it's not easy. I mean, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, we came up with a plan and it was, you know, happy-go-lucky thereafter because it wasn't. Because Mm -hmm. my plan, I wanted to be around my kids and my niece and my nephews more. And so I went overboard. Like I had them over every weekend and every day because they were going to the same school. Yeah. And that became too much for him. But for me, that was my compromise. And then it was like, okay, my his expectations were, all right, I wanted you to, <laughs> you know, balance it out, but this isn't, you know, necessarily balanced. So it took us a while to 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 figure it out. But now we are in a position where, I mean, the opportunities are there. There's no longer that struggle with, um, you know, the, the time from the kids because the kids have gotten their time. They're at where they need to be. So even though it was delayed, mm-hmm. um, I don't think we missed out on anything. No, and what you're saying is a lot of it was just timing. Yeah. A lot of it was just timing. Yeah. And, and, and looking back at it, I kind of see, okay, maybe we pushed in some areas at that time we shouldn't. Sometimes you think the opportunities are there. You don't know when they're coming around again. So right. it's like, okay, this door is open. Let's take it. Let's take it. Let's take it. Now realizing, now we can be patient. It'll come back around. We can slow down the work piece now. Yeah, hang out more with the kids. We'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah. It's realizing that it goes back to realizing that you're on the same team, you know, and you really can't be an effective team if one of your team members isn't working isn't healthy isn't happy with the team healthy so you know you got to make sure that uh that it works as a unit and not just for the person individually so i agree with that wholeheartedly yeah i had to raise my opinion about that get the heck out of here here. (laughs) that's a good transition into this week's kiss and connects what do you got for the people? Okay, so this is both a fun kiss and connect and a budget conscious kiss and connect. So you and your partner each take $10, um, go to a thrift store or a Goodwill and shop for your partner a nice new outfit for $10 or less. And then after you find you know, I would, I would kill this, okay? Who knows what I'd be wearing? Maybe we'll do it and, I, and see what the other one picked and show y'all. I kill it. Um, 
so finding an outfit for you or for your spouse for ten dollars and vice versa, your spouse is finding you an outfit for ten dollars. And then after that, just go on a date. Go on a date. Go on a date. Tune in. Um and when you get done <laughs> connecting with each other, come connect with us. Garden Life Marriage, Instagram, Facebook, show ideas, email us, info at gardenlifemarriage.com. What we got for the next episode? <laughs> Tune in next time where we discuss Workaholics Anonymous. Do you know anything about that? Do you know anything about that? Well, we got some stories. Tune in next time.